Hey everyone, in this AB Talks with Shaquille O'Neal, also known as Shaq, I hope, and I know you're going to see many sides to him. The father, the son, the athlete, the businessman, the intellect, the never-ending student. So I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure you're going to really enjoy this one. All right. Hi, doctor. Hello. Uh, Shaquille, how are you really doing? I'm fabulous. Really, really, really doing? Fabulous. Yes? Uh, I never complain. Certain reasons why I don't complain. I am blessed. I follow the basic rules as a youngster. Listen to your mother and father. It's the number one rule. I always tell people, in order to become great, you have to listen. Hmm. So father was very disciplinarian. Mother was very sweet. I had dreams that helped me pursue those dreams. I, reached those dreams, captured those dreams, and I'm living a great life. And even if I wasn't living a great life, I can't complain. Do you think it's, uh, Shaquille, do you think it's realistic not to complain, or you need to complain maybe to certain people? I don't complain because it's somebody watching this podcast right now that are not as well off as me and you, but they're happy. Hmm. So if they don't complain, why should we complain? Hmm. I used to complain. But there's a military hospital in the U.S. called Walter Reed. And I used to go see the soldiers, the wounded soldiers that come home from war. One time I came in, guy had no arms, no legs, and was happy as can be. Was happy as can be. Was happy to see me, and he was saying, hey, I'm waiting for this robotics to come back. They're going to get me some new arms and new legs, and I'm going back to fight for the country. And I was like... Say that again? He said, man, I'm going back. And he was happy and we were taking pictures and never, oh, what, why, what, what? Like, so I was like, here I am making a whole lot of money and every time I get an injury, I complain. No more complaining from that day on. That was like 95, 96. Hmm. And then as I walk around and see people laying on the streets, like I live a good life. Hmm. Pressure is when you don't know where your next meal is coming from. So why complain? Especially when you when you have a job, when you have a career, when you make a little money, at that point it just becomes whining. Hmm. And how is uh, Abu Dhabi treating you? Uh, fabulous. <clears throat> I've, of course, we all know about the region, but very peaceful. Uh, people have been very, very hospitable, and it's just a, a great place. Hmm. Um, if I asked you, uh, Shaquille, who are you? How would you describe yourself? I would say Shaq's a nice guy. That's all I want people to know. You mm. know, when it's all said and done, I want people to say Shaq was a nice guy. Not he did this, he invested in this, and none of that matters. Was he nice? Mm. Did he come in here with 50 people, throwing camera people around? Did he tell your camera guy, no, don't put the camera there, put it there? Did he tell her, don't be in here, you're too pretty, go sit up? No, he's a nice guy. He follows instructions, he makes people happy, he makes people laugh. And that's how you're supposed to be. What, in, it's an interesting point. Why would being nice be such an important value for you? Because it's nice to be important. But it's important to be nice. Hmm. I am who I am, so why do I have to belittle you? Why do I have to belittle him, belittle her? Makes no sense. Hmm. I'm a bully only in a certain area of my life, that was basketball. Because I didn't want anybody to outplay me in front of my family. It's never gonna happen. But in real life, when you see a kid and the kid says, Mr. Shaq can I have an autograph, why would I say, get out of my face, kid? Don't make sense. Hmm. You treat people as you expect them to treat you. So people treat me with, with honor, so I have to return the favor. It's a choice, you don't have to, but you made a choice. No, you, you have to, and mm. you should. Mm. And those that don't are in certain categories. That's why I said a couple of years ago, don't call me a celebrity. Those people are crazy. I'm not in that category. Don't, you know, we all get, in life, we all get put in a, in a, in a category. He's a celebrity, he's a media player, but the majority of those people, they're crazy. And I don't want to be that. I want to be just a regular guy. Mm. Can you be? Shaquille, I, I am. When it's you like, go to the supermarket. It's not can I be, I am. Hmm. 
the fact that I'm recognized is a blessing because the telecommunications and social media is a blessing. If I ever feel like I don't want to be bothered, I just won't go out. Hmm. But that rarely happens. I'm a people person. So if I want to go to the store and get something, I'll go to the store. And if I see a person and they're nice, I'm nice. Hmm. Life is simple. I think we as earthlings just make it very difficult. I have a hypothetical question. If you have an empty canvas, plain, and I asked you to draw your current mental state, what would you draw? A smiley face. A smiley face. And then on the bottom, I, could, I would write, it could be worse. Mm -hmm. Okay. Could be worse. I, mm. could be in, I can be in Texas right now, but I'm on the beaches of Abu Dhabi. <laughs> True. Um, you've been very vocal. I enjoyed watching uh, some of your talks recently. I, I love that you're an open person. Uh, you embrace your childhood. You embrace uh, where you come from. Uh, so you've been very vocal about your uh, childhood. Uh, just do that because you yes. love it here. Yeah. You because you make me cry because you're Already. so beautiful. The thing is everybody comes yeah. on the show and they cry. So it became a thing now. And people come to me, they're like, by the way, I'm not crying t today. I'm like... That's because you're so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I think it's not... Honest, honestly, a lot of people ask me, why do people cry on your show? And well, I said... I don't cry. Yeah, I know that about yeah, you from your podcast yes. also. But um, I told them I think it's just... People need somebody to listen to and not to judge them. And I think they get that vibe. You know, I've been brought up a certain way and who am I to judge anybody, so. I feel the same way. You do? Yeah. Lovely. Um, so you've been very vocal about your childhood. I know uh, certain, I'll call them milestones because they shaped you. Uh, your father, a biological father, abandoned the family. Your mom, bless her. Well, I wouldn't say abandoned. Okay, tell me. He was having problems. Okay. And then my mother decided to part ways. So it was your mother's decision? Yes. Okay. And, you know, it's well documented that, you know, he was in prison and he was uh, dealing with drugs. And my mother didn't want that for me. Hmm. So she, we were back and forth for two, three years. Hmm. But when she told the family she was pregnant, they told her to get out get out. So as she was pregnant, she's alone and she's walking down and she meets a Muslim brother who has a book of names and she's going through the names and she comes across <clears throat> Shaquille Rashad, little warrior. And she was always saying to me that I was going to be her little warrior okay. and we was going to be together forever. And then two years later, she married a Muslim man, Sergeant Philip Harrison. So I understand the culture. I'm all about peace. And it was supposed to happen how it happened. Hmm. You know, I always used to tell my mom, Mom, when I grow up, I want a famous name. <clears throat> and she would say, your name is already famous. And I didn't realize it until playing in the game. Shaquille O'Neal, Shaquille O'Neal, Shaquille O'Neal, Shaquille O'Neal. I was like, yeah, my name is famous. Hmm. And then my grandmother, when she meets me, well, well she, she perceived me, of course, but then when she let us back in at three years old, she said that when she saw me, something hit her. And she always used to tell me, tell my mother, this one is going to be known all over the world. Because wow. my grandma was very religious, and so was my mother. So we're starting to get, back, get our family back. And then my father being in the military, we moved from uh, Newark to Fort Monmouth, which is in New Jersey, then to... Uh, Hinesville, Georgia, then to Germany, then to San Antonio, and then I went to college at, at LSU. But all that traveling just taught me how to better understand people, how to better understand cultures. And when you live by one modern principle, principle of respect, hmm. you can camouflage and integrate with anyone and anybody. And I've done that because of my upbringing. Yeah, you answered my question. Because um, you mentioned, um, I noticed also the names of your kids are very Arabic or Muslim. Uh, do you think, in your opinion, faith is a very personal and private matter or something that is discussed openly? Either or. Hmm. Uh, you know, I gave my kids Arabic names because it, it means something. 
and all my kids have similar names, Sharif, mm. Shakir, Tahira, Amira, and Miara. And they all mean something, and they're all original. Uh, but, you know, people, people, to, to each his own. I just like people to have some sort of belief. Hmm. You know, doesn't I, I can't judge you because you're this or that. It's not my place. You know, you believe what you believe. I respect that, and I believe what I believe, and hopefully people respect it. I, I believe in all. I study all. I understand all. I can go to a Latin country and be like, "Cómo estás, amigo?" I can go to Australia and be like, "Hey, mate." I can come here and be like, "Salam alaikum, my brother." I can, you know, hang around Jewish people and say Shalom, Barak Hashem, because it's all about respect. Mm. It's all about understanding. I'm, I'm not, because I make a lot of money and I'm famous and all that. I'm not the, I'm not the judge. Mm. I can't say I don't like those pants. You should have wore all black with some black shoes. Mm. It's not me to say. Mm. And you look fabulous, by the way. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> I love your energy. Yes, thank you. I was looking forward to this, and I, I'm a guy who likes. I don't want to use the word judge, but assess maybe. Yeah, of course. People with their energy, and I that's, was looking forward to this. That's because you know I'm a celebrity, hmm. and you also know most celebrities are crazy. You see what I do on TV, now you got to see it for yourself. I, I try of, not to. No, but a lot of people. Correct. They show you something different. Mm. Show you something different. So it, it, it's understandable. So, because I'm like that. I'm like, okay, I see how you are. Now let me see in real life. And, Correct. You know, most of the times I get let down. Hmm. Put it that way. So I, I try to be who I am. For example, when I use social media, it's 60% to inspire you. Excuse me, 60% to make you laugh. Hmm. 30% to inspire you. And 10% whatever I'm selling, just to let you know. Hmm. I don't want to be the guy, I'm on a yacht in Abu Dhabi. I'm on a beach in Abu Dhabi. Look at this villa. That's, it's not me. Hmm. Because people in real life, you guys work harder than we do and should get paid the same as we do, but of course you don't. So I don't want to always throw in your face that I have something you don't. It doesn't make sense. You know, um, Shaquille, on the aspect of uh, faith, I'm very close to my mother. She taught me a lot. She said something interesting. She said the relationship between you and God is a, a vertical relationship. It's this way. It has no, nothing to do with people. Nobody's concerned. The and relationship mother, between people is horizontal. And your mother is a million percent correct. Hmm. All moms are correct. You said that earlier, yeah. And listen to your, do you, and that actually made me think when you said that. When you said, you, listen to your mom, listen to your dad. Do you think all parents are correct? Well, I, I can't say. I don't know. It's well, tricky, right? That's not tricky. Like it's, it's how you ask the question. You say all parents. Mm. Now, if one parent is incorrect, that messes up our whole theory. So <laughs> I can't answer that. Mm. You know, but parents love the best that they can. Some have the the means to really love and really show it, and some, you know, are working day to day, and you know mm. they. You have to, you know, take care of certain things before they, they can show love. Like my father was a worker. Me, 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 me. Rarely said I love you. Mm. But I know he loved me. Because it's a man's job to protect, provide, and love for your family. Any order you like. Mm. And his order first was provide. Let me work. Boom, 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 six to three. Come home, take a nap. Three to nine, drive tuck. Come home. You know, and if I saw him and he said he loved me, cool. If not, I knew he loved me, but so to answer your question, are all parents correct? I, I don't know, but I'm going to go on the basis that they are because, you know, when I, I talk to children, like from being born to 18, that's your source of information. Mm -hmm. That's your source of power, the parents. So got to listen to them. You know, it was interesting, the little bits that you told me, your grandmother, your mother, and I also read that uh, Phil. Yes. Uh, said that he'll make you the greatest man. Your mom said your, your name is unique. Your grandmother said everybody will know your name across the world. I've, I realize how these seeds in a child's mind can make them great in the future. I remember watching Maya Angelou talk about her mother. 
and she said that her mother once at a bus stop just you know turned to her and she said Maya you're the greatest woman I've ever met and Maya for cause she was a young and she thought first I think you know you smirk and you're like mama come on but she thought what if she is right just that little glimpse of a maybe I am great and I, I don't know if that applied to your life when your grandmother thought you're great and your mother and then Phil it's just everything they said came came to life mm-hmm. and then when the people that you believe in believe in you you have to believe believe and believe equals belief mm-hmm. believe and non-belief could either be believe or non-belief depends on how mental strong you are but everybody in my family believes. At four years old, I used to tell my grandmother, when I get rich, I'm gonna buy you a house. You know what she said? I want that house across the street, baby. That's all she would say, not whatever. Not, how, how you gonna be rich and you're supposed to make an A in school and you got a C in that class? Get out, like she was, I know. You know what, Grandma, when I get rich, I'm gonna buy you a car. I want a Cadillac, baby. And it all happened. As soon as I got that first check, we knocked on the lady's door across the street, how much? What do you mean, how much? My grandmother wants about. Aren't you Shaquille? Yes, ma'am. I, I remember you as a little boy. Yeah, I understand that, but how much was this house? I wasn't really going to sell, but I will sell. How much? No, no, no. You, you gave me 100000 more than what I asked for. I know. I love you. Thank you for always looking out for me, and good luck. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, we moved from 100 Oak Street to 93 Oak Street, and it all came true. Lovely. What is... Um the best childhood memory you have? All of them. Even the, the tough discipline. Now, my father passed away a long time ago, but when I'm riding around in my cars, I just look up and say, thank you. Hmm. Appreciate you. Because he, he forced me to learn how to become a leader. I was a high-level juvenile delinquent. I was a follower because I wanted to hang around the small kids and be cool and be accepted. So if they said, let's go steal a car, I'm like, all right, cool, let's go steal a car. They said, let's go fight them kids around the corner. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's go do it. And then uh, he said, uh, I'm going to train you to become a leader. Hmm. And then once I started learning to become a leader, education would always pop up. What I mean by that, in the States growing up, no pass, no play. So one time in the championship game, I didn't pass. My team lost, and all my boys were mad at me. I let my boys down. We were like 15 and all. We had one game left and against our rivals, and we were waiting for this game. But I didn't play. They blew us out. Hmm. And we had to hear that the next day in school. So I had to you know, concentrate on education. And, and, really, and then when I started getting my name in the paper and when I started dreaming about the monetary aspect of the game, it would all, I could feel it getting closer. In 1988-89, when I sat down and was making my final plan, I was like, okay, I want to make $8 million for 10 years. Because that's how the money was. And, you know, $8 million, you're, you're an okay player. You're not great, but, you know, might not be great. Not going to be here. Probably be here, right? Eight million for ten years, and then a guy named John Concack signs a, a, a contract, fifteen for three. My father comes in the house very upset. Come on, so we borrow some money, we go watch the game, sitting way up top. John Concack's okay, but I'm just as good as him, or even better. So now I'm thinking economics and everything. I'm like, if he's making fifteen million, I can make seventeen. So now it, I start to get happy because now that eight million, I went back. Double that, 16 for 10, mm-hmm. right? And then I'm in college and the money game became crazy. And, you know, one of my idols said I was the best player in the world, a guy by the name of Dick Vitale. So once you get the stamp from Dick, everybody knows. So I'm in college and I could have came out my sophomore year, but I had a great junior year and everybody's like, Shaq's going to be the number one pick. And then I get an agent. And I can remember when I'm talking about agent, we're you're talking about, you know, I, I remember I had a class dealing with ne- negotiating. He said, how much you want? I said, I'm going to start high. 60 million. I know I'm going to get 60. I want 60 million. He said, okay. 
So we came in and then the number I got was a fabulous number. I was like, wow, I'm here. But now that you're here, I got to go back to my training. Mm. Father teach me never to be satisfied. Then I go back to my other training. I grew up watching karate movies. So at some point, the student must kill the master to become the master. And there's a lot of big names out there, but guess what? I got a nice name too. And I want my name at the top. Hmm. So it's just all about working hard and believing in your dreams and believing in yourself. But they believed in me when nobody else did. Even during the bad times when I was a terrible player, they would always smile and believe. So the fact that they believe gave me that gasoline, that fuel to never give up. Hmm. And what would you say uh, Shaquille is the toughest moment in your childhood? I don't complain. I don't have one. Hmm. Everything is done for a reason. Like in order to build a big, strong coliseum, you got to place the bricks. Every brick's not going to be perfect. Sometimes you got to shape it and mold it. But at the end, when you're riding by and you see this big, beautiful coliseum, that's the only thing that matters. I'm, But, I'm 50 years old. It'd be, why would I complain about what happened in my childhood? I don't do that. Hmm. And I hate people that do that. Especially the successful ones. Oh, uh, no, shut up. You're whining. Be quiet. Because there's people out there with real problems. Hmm. And you're sitting in your big house and you're whining and complaining. I don't want to hear it. So shut it up. So there was nothing tough about my childhood. Nothing at all. Because I'm here. Hmm. I'm in Abu Dhabi talking to the number one guy. Must have done something right. Maybe a lot of things right. Yes. Hmm. Um, why do you do what you do? What's your why? Because it was, it's how I was taught. I mean, now you do so many things. It's, I'm, I'm not doing it on my own. Hmm. My mother lives five minutes away from me. And when I retired, she said, I want you to continue to make people smile. Hmm. It amazes me. Over here, get the U.S., over here, nine, ten, six-year-olds know who I am. I ain't played in 13 years. How do you know Shaq? Mm. So you have to embrace that. Like, I'm at the game and sign in. I'm like, bro, you're three years old. How do you know me? You're seven years old. How do you know me? That's, that, that's a blessing. Mm. So if I can make this little kid smile by taking a picture with him, I'm honoring my mother's wishes. I noticed also at the game the other day, my kids came and said hi to you, by the way. You were with Muhammad and yeah. Muhammad dragged them. Um, and my kid was shaking and I'm like, you know, my kid is 12 and 8. Right. But I noticed in general, like I put my kids on the side, in general, I, I, I'm an observer. So I was just looking at you and I could see how much you like kids and children, like especially <laughs> them, more yeah. than the adults. Everyone knows Shaq loved the kids. How come? Because you adults are crazy. <laughs> Kid, kids don't have problems. Mm. Wake up, put their clothes on, go to school, play games, and they're fun. I want to have fun. Mm. We adults, we got problems. We got bills, we got sons, we got daughters, we got businesses, we got podcasts, we got producers. It's just too much going on. <laughs> and when you're dealing with babies, that's how I want to be. I want to just be a free thinker. Pure. Yeah, pure. Like, a kid can say, Mom, I want to go to the pool, right? Now, it's our job. Are the lifeguards there? It's going to be a lot of people there. Boom, boom, boom. Can you swim? It's just, it's, it's just too much going on in our brain. Mm -hmm. So I like talking to adults too, but kids are just free, and mm -hmm. it makes me free. And, and I get a, a chuckle when, I, when they say, hey, can I have your autograph? I'm like, bro, you're, you're 12. I ain't playing 12. Like, how do you even know who I am? So it's, it's fun. But yeah, I just love kids. And uh, also, you have a soft spot for homeless people. I do. How come? So one day, and this is another reason why I don't complain. Playing against the New York Knicks, have a terrible game. So my father calls, bring your tail home. So I come home, we land late. Be here tomorrow at 0500 a.m. Like, what? You heard what I said? Yes, sir. So I go home, wake up at 5 a.m. We get in the car, we're driving. And If my father don't speak, you don't speak. You don't speak until you're spoken to, ever. So I said something, and he's like, what? So now he's upset. What, you couldn't handle the pressure? But I couldn't handle the pressure. And so now he's very upset. We ride, and we, under this bridge, it's a homeless family. And he's sitting, and he turns the light off. They're sleeping in a little tent. And we're just sitting and waiting. 
five, five thirty, six. About six thirty, the guy comes out, and my father said, "That's pressure." And then the wife comes out, and then the two babies come out. He said, "Pressure is when you don't know where your next meal is coming from." I'm tired of you rich, spoiled athletes not performing to your level and then saying you can't handle the pressure. You don't know what pressure is. You still get paid after a bad game. It's not pressure. This is pressure. Get out. Hmm. Like, what do you mean get out? Get out. I get out the car. He drops off. So now I kind of knew what he wanted me to do. So I made contact with the family. I'm talking to the guy. The guy recognized, hey, man, your dad's wonderful. He brings us blanket. He brings us food. He gives us cash every now and then. My father didn't really have the resources to do what I can do, but I do, right? And not only the resources, my father was uh, kept to himself. I'm, hey, hi, shake hands. So I'm talking to the guy, I say, hey, man, I'm, you know, I'm just looking for a job. First thing I got to do is got to get my family off the street, boom, 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 boom. Hey, uh, Jamal, you still got them apartments that you're doing around the corner? Yeah, I need a three-bedroom. How much? Three, th- all right, 12 times, 36000 I'm going to write you a check for 36000 I'm going to get them off the street. Take care of that. Hey, man, you still got that furniture store? All right, I'm going to send it. I just need, look, I need three beds, couch, boom, 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 couple of TV. 10000 All right, take care of it. So now I got to talk to the guy. Now, now I got my place to stay. Got just the rent's paid, everything's paid. Give him some money for food. So what do you like to do? He said, man, I could do whatever, whatever. Hey, Tim, you still got that lawn service? You need some guys? Boom, boom, boom. I'm going to send this guy by. So I, I got him a job, got him a place to stay. And he was working for me until last year. He, he made it to where the, he worked for this guy, got his money up, started his own lawn service. I hired him and he was working for me. I had to let him go because uh, my house in Orlando I had to sell it. Hmm. But, you know, I, I helped his kids go to college and do stuff like that. But because of that moment, father told me, what you complaining for? My house was 70,000 square feet. What is that to complain about? I got housekeepers, I got chefs. Why do you complain about anything? Mm-hmm. I got 20 commercials running. So, you know, when I, you know, the moment about the hospital and the moment about that, I'm like, it's nothing to complain about. You just deal with certain situations. And as men, we have to deal with a lot of situations. You persevere, you get around them. Things that are difficult, you break them down to the simplest form and you keep moving. Once you go, <laughs> you're done. Hmm. rather than go this way, no, 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 go this way, okay, boom, 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 up, I'm back on track. Once we go, uh, 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 done. Hmm. Now you got to go back to the bottom. Like if you're at a 10 and they knock you back to a 7, don't go 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, go 7, 7. 7.2, 7.3, 8, 9, get back to 10. Hmm. That's how I always look at life, no matter what comes my way. So how... It gave me a question. How does mental health has become a very big topic, especially for men? You know, anger, it is. Depression. And I, don't, I don't like talking about it because I have to fully understand it. Hmm. And I would like to see all the spectrums. Because I think it's fair to say we all have mental health problems. We all have issues, right? Hmm. But I need to talk to somebody. I need to see what that really means. And then I need the is mental fortitude and mental health the same thing? Hmm. Like I, before I speak on it and before I start saying he can't do this, he can't do that, I need a better understanding. There is a, there's an ongoing problem, but I don't like to speak on stuff that I'm not well versed in. Because when you say mental health, is it, does it have like certain categories, like cancer, there's breast cancer, there's lung cancer, like I, I wanna know is there different hmm. And then again, mental fortitude, mental health, is, is that the same thing? But I think it's fair to say we all have mental issues. We all have things that we deal with. However, I was raised by a, a strong military man who taught me his method on how to get through it. And then I added my own method. And I added my mother's method. And, yeah. it's, and then you always go to the bottom and say, it could be worse. You got it going on. Shut your face. Stop complaining. So once I add all those factors in, I can get through any problem. Interesting. I, I, I respect what you said, Shaquille. Um, because a lot of popular people, celebrities, because they get 
pumped with so much ego and so much clapping and compliments, let's say he's a painter or she, then they ask them about politics, they answer. They ask them about food, they answer. Because yeah, now the ego is so huge, they think yes, anything I, they I say agree. is magic. I agree. And yeah. uh, I respect that you said, if it's something I, didn't, I don't feel competent with, I, I can't speak on it. I really do respect you know? that. And then I would like to, now if I get an expert to teach me, and I'll become a little more competent on it, but I, you know, I'm reading different researches and they're not making sense. I actually thought about going back and getting a degree in psychology. It's so interesting. Yeah, I, th I thought about it. I was looking at this four-year program, and I was like, 50, 54, maybe, maybe not, but mm. we'll see. I don't like really speaking on it. So again, I know there is a problem. Mm. But then again, I, I read something that said, we all have mental problems, and I was like, now that I can For believe. Sure. For that sure. That I can believe. You know, the, th the one person told me something interesting. They said, Anas, when it comes to traumas, there are uh, capital T traumas and there's lowercase t. And a lowercase t can be simply, uh, you're six and somebody says, man, you're too tall. Come on, you look ridiculous. You look like a giant. And for you, you're as a kid, it might just stick there somewhere back in your mind. And then you always have a thing against height, right? And the same goes with a girl. You can say, pink looks ugly on you. Go change. And, and that's that, a trauma. And that first example happened to me. Hmm. I didn't want to be tall. But a disadvantage can always turn into an advantage. Because I didn't want to be tall, all the stuff that my little friends could do, I could do. You jump off this building, let me do it. You do skateboard and you do a, on a bicycle and you do a curved window and you bring the back tire, let me do it. Help me become more athletic. Oh, you're a breakdancer and went, let me do it. So it, 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 it affected me a little bit, but I was like, okay, I'm, you're right, I look crazy tall, but I'm gonna just hang out with these little guys and just do what they do. And then by 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, I'm an athletic beast. I dance like a little guy. I can do skateboard, I can roll, I can do everything the little guy can do. <clears throat> and if you look at Giannis, what he's doing, I was the first big guy to do that to go coast to coast and, you know, throw it down, so. But I, I'm gonna add that. There's little T and there's big T, I like that. Hmm. Thank you. Pleasure, man. You're teaching me, yes. I'm teaching you, I hope. Yes. Um, if you could teach children just one lesson, you can only teach them one lesson, what be, would you choose? Be a leader and not a follower. But then who would follow who? Who would follow who? Yeah, if there are no followers, or like let's say even okay, your so, team, your so, team. They so. were leaders and they were, <coughs> Supporters, I would call So it. what I mean by be a leader and as a follower, hmm. basic things parents do is they teach you right from wrong, hmm. right? So when you're out with a friend who don't have similar teachings, and they say, hey, let's go do this, now that be a leader, not a follower kicks in. <clears throat> you know, if you do that, you're going to get in trouble, hmm. right? You know, if I do this, I'm going to get suspended. I know if I do this, mom and dad's going to be upset. So that's what I mean when I'm being a leader, not a follower. Like we're all taught our basics. Don't do this, don't do that, don't say this, don't say that. Everybody's taught from here to here to here. We're all taught the same thing. And then, so <clears throat> that's why when you only ask me one thing, I would teach them that. Hmm. When you know right from wrong, don't mess with wrong. It's interesting. My best friend who's here uh, asked me that question. He's like, Anas, if before you die, you can teach your kids just one thing or instill one thing. So I, I thought one, one thing that came to my mind was resourcefulness. You know, a kid who knows how to figure things out. Uh, I'll go fix this, I'll call this guy. Uh, That's a good one. But he answered me also a really good one. I told him what about you, obviously, because he ans asked me, he has an answer. And he said, self-confidence. If I can guarantee that my kids are confident individuals, I'll feel good dying. They're yeah. good. That's a good one too. Hmm. And that's why this, this question came to mind. Um, Maybe a more lighter question. If you could have dinner with three people from any time, alive or dead, who would you choose? Red Fox. You know who that is? No. Sanford and Son. Hmm? You ever watch Sanford and Son? No. Stanford and Son? Sanford and Son. No. It's an old sitcom, but he's, okay. a, he's a comedian. Okay. Oh, you said Rick Fox? Red. Red. Yes. Okay. Red Fox. One. Red Fox, yes. Okay. Red Fox is one. Princess Diana. Interesting. And the last one would be, because mostly everybody I've met, I've been very fortunate to meet everybody. 
give me five more seconds. As long as you want. A great ruler of Africa. Hmm. Anyone? Anyone? Hmm. Nelson was interesting, man. Nelson Mandela. I met him. Really? Yes. Wow. It was right. brief. I shook his hand. Hmm. And I was amazed that he knew who I was. Hmm. Just shows you the power of sports. I've always said sports and music. I was just going to say. No matter what's going on in the world. Those Universal. Are the, those are the two things that can calm people down. And you do both. Yeah, do both. Yeah. But those two things right there will have people forget about war, hmm. have them forget about fighting, have them forget about stress and problems. Hmm. And that's why, you know, I took pride in when you and your kids came to a game, I took pride in making y'all happy. I am supposed to be the stress buffer. You work hard, you gotta deal with podcasts and editing and no, I don't like this and cover shots and all that. When you come home, deal with the kids. He did what? Boom, 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 boom. Don't do that. Blah, blah, blah. And when you sit down, you wanna watch a great game. Hmm. After you handle your business, you wanna pop a tea or a beer and go, ah, right? Now when you're in your ah, you wanna be ah, and that's gonna recharge you better. If you're ah and go ah, you're gonna have a bad day the next day. Hmm. So. Celebrities are supposed to be the buffers. Mm. You watch a great movie, oh, that was great. Like it just, like me, when I come home, I wanna see a great movie. Mm. I wanna see a great sports clip. I wanna just chill on my couch, smoke my shisha, and relax, mm. right? Because I know, and when I go to bed, when I wake up, it's back, it's back to being a man. Mm -hmm. We did what? I do that, I gotta do a podcast hoop? Well, like it's business, and then after you do your business, you gotta, you need somebody to relax. So that's always took pride in. If you're gonna watch me perform, I'm gonna make it real nice for you. Hmm. That's accountability. Um, what are you afraid of? Nothing. Zero? No. Losing loved ones, losing business? Not afraid of it, because it will happen. Hmm. Try not to think about it. And if and when it does happen, you adjust. And I think I adapted my father's powers. My father was sort of like me, he was a, was a mama's boy. And I was real close to him when his mother passed away at the funeral. Cause I was like, I, I know he's gonna break down. Like I just, I won't be strong for him. He cried 30 seconds. And back to business. Then I asked him, I said, yo man, you all right? He said, yeah, I'm all right. She was sick, I knew she was gonna pass away, but I can't be sad, I gotta take care of my family. And then when he passed away, all his powers came to me. I am the glue that holds the family together. So when, you know, you're talking about my problems, I have to handle everybody's problem. Six children, two beautiful women that gave me those six children. Mother, remaining sister, remaining brother, all those problems are mine. Hmm. You know, you college tuition, and I'm, I'm the one I gotta take care of it. You know, root leaf, uh, leak in the roof at my mom's house, I'm the one to take care of it. But because I saw my father never go, eh, I can't do it. Because hmm. that, him, made me who I am today. So if he did it this way, I gotta do it this way. So, but I don't, not afraid of that, because it will happen. Two things we, that will happen. After we're born, we will pass away. Hmm. If you are, Shaquille, you're their glue, who's yours? Who's my? Who's your glue? God hmm. and my mother and the people I have around me. You know, the greatest leaders are the ones smart enough to hire people smarter. Hmm. Like, for example, if I was going to come over here and do a podcast, I'm coming to see you. Think about that, because you already got the whole setup. Hmm. Why would I come over here and try to do it on my own? No. Hey, what's that guy that interviewed me and we had a hundred, we had 15 million views on YouTube? The good looking dude with the, with the beige pants. Like, yeah, call him up, see if you want to do it. Like, hmm. you know, partnerships. Absolutely. So, hmm. you know, you have, to, you have to be smart about everything. Mm. Hypothetical question. And this is, uh, just because the guy, uh, God rest his soul, uh, Kobe, 
because uh, I watched also a clip yesterday of you two, the interesting chemistry, and you said how you pushed these buttons, and it was All just... All the time. That was, you took your dad's role on how he pushed you, you pushed him because you know it would work. But this is a hypothetical question that I love. I watched, um, I watched Mike Tyson be, be asked this, and it is, um, if you could send an email to Kobe, what would you write? And he would read it now. What's up? That's it? That's it. Because hmm. I know who he is. I know his family. He was with me from 18 to, what, 26? Just high. And, you know, a lot of times we have a lot going on and we forget the simplest things. Like I had a friend the other day and he said, man, I had an argument with my father and I stopped him. No, 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 you're going to call your father today and tell him you love him. Man, so I don't care what he did. You gonna, matter of fact, call him right now. I'm going to punch you in your face. Hey, Dad, I love you. Love you too, son. Hey, he said he loved me. I said, I, I said bro, men especially, we have our egos. We're always going to do this. But as long as you respect each other, mm. you can remain like this. See, once you do this and you disrespect each other, you go this, this. And you don't want to get out here, right? Like you and him. He's a good guy. You're going to have an argument one day. You're going to be like, put the camera there, and he's going to be like, hey, man, I've been shooting your show ever since you got, I know where to put the camera. But as long as you respect each other, hmm. after that, go, you know, do what you do and, you know, get back on track. So me and him, I, I, because I'm the bigger guy, probably should have communicated more. But we we're both the same people. Because, again, after you work, now real life kicks in. Hmm. He has a wife and beautiful children. You don't have time to be calling me. And guess what? I got a wife and kids and businesses. And that's just how all athletes are. But I wish I would have just, hey, man, how you doing? What's up? Congratulations on that uh, drink deal you did. Like, just, you know, little stuff. But hmm. I didn't. And same thing happened with my sister. I was just going to ask you about your sister. Yeah, because I'm, and you know, my family is good at letting me work. Aisha, right? Aisha, yeah. Hmm. My family is good at letting me work. They don't bother me. But I'm, I'm trying to do a better job of love you, miss you. Here's some pictures of me in Abu Dhabi. They love you here. They tell me to tell you thank you because you raised it. Just like little stuff. Mm -hmm. Because once they're gone, they're gone forever. Hmm. And if you can write uh, Aisha an email, what would you write her? I love you and thank you. For? Just for being a, a great little sister. Never bother me. Never bother me. Never bother me about little stuff either. Never. Can you buy me that? Nope. Just. She was married. She had a son. She had two degrees. She worked. She was doing her own thing, and she never bothered anybody. Hmm. Um, Joe. In one word, if you summarize them in one word, what would you choose? Joe. Who? Uh, biological. Oh, father. thank you. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah, for bringing me into the world. Hmm. We uh, we communicate every now and then. Hmm. It's just that I'm I'm 50 now, so I don't need a father. Just thank you. So when I and and this funny part of that story, there's this restaurant that I always just I've been going there for years, and every time I go in there, one chef would look at me and just start crying. And he wouldn't say anything; he'd just start crying. So what I realized is my father lived in the building. Biological father lived in the building, and that was his best friend. And but the biological was like, "Hey, leave Shaq alone. We don't." But he always wanted to say something. So one day my mother called me, and after my father passed away, and she said, "You should, you should connect with your biological father." So I said, "Okay." So I called one of my uncles, who's a cop. I said, "Hey, locate him. Find out where he's at." He's like, "Man, you ain't gonna believe this." I'm like, "What?" You know that restaurant we eat all the time? He lives in that building. So I go back to the building, and the guy that's crying, I, I say, yo, man, why are you always crying? Man, I'm, I'm Joe's best friend, and I just, I'm, I'm, I'm just you know, hopefully one day he'd come down here and y'all could eat, that would make my day. So I was like, all right, call him. Called him, he's 40 blocks away. So where you at? Shaquille? Yes, sir, it's me. 40 blocks away, I'm gonna walk there. But no, you're not gonna walk. So I meet him, we talk, we have a good time. 
And he says, I'm sorry. And I say, you don't need to say you're sorry, brother. Because when you live by the principles of you can't judge, everybody has their problems. He was young and, you know, basketball player, phenom, and had to do what he had to do. So I'm not here to, you, you, you wasn't around. I live a great life. Everything happened how it was supposed to happen for Shaquille O'Neal. So, man, you don't have to thank me. Just me being better communication, we'll talk, talk. And then I surprised him, I bought him a car. He said, what's this for? I said, whenever I come to town and say, come and see me, don't have me waiting 30 minutes. Bought him a car. So it was, we're, 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 we're good. And that's because my, my mother, you know, she, she wanted that to happen. But I don't hold grudges. I don't have time because there's this life and then there's real life. By the time I deal with real life problems, I don't have time to think about all other stuff. Hmm. Children, mother, businesses. I got a lot of stuff that I'm doing, so I don't have time to go. You was on drugs and we laughing. I know. I'm not that guy. Like, you know, I told you earlier, I'm not the celebrity that goes back into the childhood and gets mad. I'm in Abu Dhabi looking at blue water. Not complaining about nothing. Hmm. I could be in. And in, in the States, looking at brown water, <laughs> right? I could be looking at nasty brown water mm. with rocks and glass and a whole bunch of other stuff on the beach. I'm over here looking at pure beaches, beautiful beaches mm. with no shh. I, I never seen the water like this. Calm? Yeah. Mm. I was I was 100 feet way out there and it was like, <laughs> no, sir, I was just. Because uh, like, I was in the zone, like that was, like, mm, and I was just going. I looked back in the house, it was so far, like, mm, but it wasn't no waves. <laughs> and then before I got out there, I said, are there any sharks? He said, no, nah, there ain't no sharks. So, mm, I was so far on that sea, <laughs> dude, brother. Phil, in one word. Thank you. Also, thank you? Yeah, man, you made me who I am. Hmm. Looked at me at seven years old, said, I'll make you the best big man ever. But if you had to describe him as a human in one word? Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, because perfect is in the eye of the beholder. Mm. A lot of people, when you say perfect, they think it's flawless. No, we all got flaws. But in my eyes, he was perfect. Mm. He looked at a little kid that wasn't his and said, you're going to be a bad man. He looked at a little kid, and when we used to ride around looking at cars, he said, man, you're going to have 20 of them. Like He was just... Hmm. He looked at the kid and said, oh, you, you don't need to be afraid of Patrick Ewing. In three years, you're going to be going up against him, and you're going to kill him. Like, yes. Well, he's. Hmm. And he was a real man. He had to do what he had to do to protect his family. Because remember, PPL, the only like men do a lot of things, but those three things you got to do, protect, provide, and love. There is no, there is no compromise on those three things. Hmm. And... Um Lucille, in one word. Perfect. Perfect. That's double perfect. Double perfect. Perfect, <laughs> perfect. What does she mean to you? The world. Hmm. I'm a calm person because of her. Because of her, I have the ability to stop time. Like, let's just, like, I, I like going to him because he's a good looking dude. But let's just say he said something crazy. Now I'm going to stop time. Should I punch you in your face? Should I grab my boy's scissors and cut your hair off. But then I was like, I'm in another country. Might not work. Or she's looking at me. There's a witness. I'm not going to do it. Just say something back. What? Right? Rather than just going, what is it? Like I'm able, because I know if I do something crazy, mm. she's going to be the first to see it. Mm. And I don't want her to ever see me acting crazy. So she's the controller of the calm button. That, that's really true. Like, if something happens, I can, I can think about all, all the options before it goes out. Like, what'd you say? Cut his hair. No, he <laughs> might not allow to punch him in the face. No, there's witnesses. Do this, do that. No, there's another guy over there with a camera. Oh, the whole podcast is, they'll take that part and edit it up and then promote that and make me look like I'm crazy. No, fall back. Mm. Right? So, but if she wasn't around, I don't know how I would be. And I tell people all the, all the time, like, you lucky my mother here, because I would punch you right in your face right now. I really will, but, so, thank you. Yeah. Always tell her thank you. Last two. Um, Good, because I've been here too long, I'm trying mm. to get, get to this beach. I'll finish it. Um, <laughs> hypothetical question. If I could take your heart and 
place it in front of you, what would Shaq's heart tell Shaq? Thank you hmm. for listening. Thank you for being a, a regular person when all these people with similar hearts are going crazy. Social media is probably the worst thing that happened for some of these people. Hmm. Like you said, a lot of these people think they're experts. They really do. And a lot of people who've never done anything all their life, as soon as something come out, they want to show how charitable they are. I do way more stuff unseen than you see seen. I do. I actually have a story after the shoot about yeah. this exact point to prove what you just said. I do about way you, more by so. the way. Yeah, I don't. Because it's not going to help me or hurt me if I help a person out. Hmm. I don't need to go, I'm in Abu Dhabi with these kids, I'm going to buy them a boat. I don't. I'd rather just buy them a boat and. And if you hear about it, you hear about it. But I don't have to tell you about it, mm -hmm. right? And the ones that I do tell you about is because, you know, I deal with companies and they, they want to show what we're doing. That's fine, but, you know, I just, like, I I know a lot of people that when it comes to this, it just give them a certain power they never had. Mm -hmm. I want to show that I care. I want to be an activist when you never did anything in your whole career. Mm -hmm. Finale. Shaquille in one word. I don't have to say a word. This is Shaquille. <laughs> Got you. Appreciate you. Salam alaikum, brother. Appreciate it. Stop you. clapping. Nido is my best huh? friend from my Boston days. How are you, brother? Nice he has you. a story that he met you. And this is before social media, so I'll okay. leave it to him. Yeah, so this is a story that I've told many times. First time in front of the main character. I used to work uh, inside a sports club LA, inside the Ritz-Carlton. This is 2006. Oh, okay. Yes. So you guys came in, you were at the heat at the time, so you are playing the Celtics. Did your workout, I, I usually work at the front desk. So as you were walking out, I was all on the opposite side doing some paperwork. So I look up, usually people when they're leaving, they don't even acknowledge us, at best they will nod. So I saw you walking towards me, got out of your way, you came in, I thought maybe you needed something, but no, you just came in, gave me a fist pump, and you're like, have a good day, man. You walk a little bit more, There's, we had a laundry room. Right. There wasn't even a door, there's a little, uh, little window. You put your head in, said hello to everybody. There was a security guard by the elevator. You gave him a fist bump. And this kept going on and on and on, just acknowledging everybody and getting out of your way. Now this is 2006, no cameras around, no one chasing you for selfies. Social media. No social media. And it just stuck with me like how real and how genuine you were. And that day was the best day I've worked at for that company. And simply because you just took that little step, got out of your way just to acknowledge it. So I just wanted to say I appreciate you and thank you so much for being you. Thank you, brother. Yeah, that's it. That's the story. I thought it was pretty cool. Now I'm going to cry. <laughs>